We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking emerging media, e-games, blockchain, cannabis, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athua Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. There we go. Three brothers, various shades of brown, <laughs> bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Oh, you trying to change it up, huh? All right, all right, all right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Trying to catch my law and order vibe. So, I don't want. I don't want to get us uh, get us sued by Lauren or cease and desist coming in on the board. Of the fifty different series they have, they're not going to catch us, man. No, no, that guy Dick Wolf. I looked at. He makes a ish ton of money yeah, on a monthly basis. It's like he's like half a million dollars a month or some crap like that. Oh, really? Yeah, he has he has like eighteen series on TV besides Law and Order. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's a good one. So yeah, we're here this week for the whiskey hue. It's uh, we're excited to be back this week. Uh, it's a it's a it's a crazy world going on right now between COVID nineteen um, and of course, like Anthony mentioned last week's episode of uh, the tragic murder of uh, uh, George Floyd, and you know everything that's going on around that the protest. And by the time this episode comes out. We'll be a little bit away from, you know, the protest, uh, hopefully still going on, but we'll have start to see some justice. And, you know, at the Whiskey Hill, we're, we're a podcast about tech business. And the last piece is culture. So we want to spend some time on that. This just very shortly express our opinions um, and just talk about the subject really fast. So. Oh, well, you can put Anthony in the mix here. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, not funny. Uh, wrong choice of words, but. You know, we, you know, it's one of the things we touched on last, like class uh, last episode. It's one of the um, topics that I, I unfortunately feel that this is not going to be our last time talking about a tragic yeah. murder of another, another uh, African American man or woman. You know, one of the things that was brought up is that, you know, George Floyd's murder um, caused, it was like the catalyst to the protest and the reactions, but there was a murder of Breonna Taylor. That yeah. kind of that 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 kind of got pushed under the under the table, um, but you know we got to remember all these, and as we got to really fight out here, and, and 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 really this one is about a lot is a lot about bringing out systemic, uh, sorry, systematic racism. Is that the right word I'm talking? All right, systemic. And, uh, yeah, yeah, systemic. Thank you, thank you. Jeez, I'm all tongue tied. And um, but looking at you know how do we better our police force um, and handling everybody. And make sure everybody's valued on the same level. So, and not only the not only the police force, but just having unconscious bias or uh, bias around your skin color is probably one of the biggest things. Where you know you start to see people immediately judging black people or black men or black women as a threat. Yeah, just by seeing them and immediately thinking that they're doing or participating in some type of criminal act. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that you know is a continued um uh conversation around the aubrey um the aubrey murder down in georgia um you know that's that's one where it's an immediate you know it's a it's a it's a it's a compounding the issue of everything going on you know anthony touched on it's not just about george floyd it's about a combination of uh, systemic issues across the board that's 
held up by a system de- working as it was originally designed to keep, you know, the black and brown people down. And, you know, this is something we want to touch on at the Whiskey Hue and, um, you know, let everyone know that, you know, we're fighting our good fight. You know, all protests are different, but, you know, eventually we're all trying to drive towards the same goal of, you know, getting, you know, equal treatment, equal opportunities, not only in the professional space, but in the uh, just everyday life. So, you know, just want to touch on that. And these protests, they need to be seen and they need to be heard because 95, 98 percent of them are peaceful. Right. You have every race, gender, nationality standing together, often with police. It's the 5% of the BS that keeps showing up on the major networks, social media. Then that travels faster. That's human cognition. The, you know, fight or flight mentality from our ancestral days. That's why we have that here. So we need to, this needs to be seen. So I've, you know, I've seen racism from peers, colleagues, teachers, even police towards me, my family before, but never ever was I ever threatened by someone for no goddamn reason at all. And he put a knee on my neck while his peers watched. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and this isn't the first time. And I hope to God, and you know, we probably know it's probably not gonna be the last time. And so these movements that the, the younger generation is doing now, you have to vote right. Local level all the way on up the pump. That's the way you're going to impact change, man. So that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, we got to get there. Now say one last thing. And it's yep. a beautiful quote. So we reached out, I reached out to several friends last week, uh, several of them black friends, right? So we, I said, hey, what can I as a South Asian man do to push a healthy dialogue for this? For this, Because it's, it's not, gender equality is not a female conversation. It's a female and male conversation. This is an every race conversation. Otherwise, it's never going to get better, right? So we all, among many things we discussed, we all came across, we all discussed this one sign, this some, some probably a teenage African-American man had, right? He, and the thing is that we said black lives matter. We never said only black lives matter. We know all lives matter. We just need your help with the black lives matter movement because we are in danger. There's no other way to put that, man. And speaking back to like George Floyd, like this is he had a six year old daughter. She's never going to get to have, you know, her daddy see her grow up, graduate walk down an aisle. You look at that, right? With, with kids, it, hit, it hits you hard. Shit like that over something trivial. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, we at the Whiskey Hill, we're doing our part um, as much as we can. Um, you know, I think this is one where I want to just take a moment of silence. And then from there, we're going to kick off the rest of our show. So with that, we're going to kick it off. We're going to pull our whiskey, which today we're going to have Johnny Walker Blue Label. And let's take a sip. And let's take a sip because it's a celebration not only of uh, life, but, you know, change that's coming. So we decided to pull out one of my fan favorites. Athul doesn't have doesn't love this because, you know, <laughs> too, many, too many childhood triggers, man. <laughs> it's like I walked into a South Asian wedding right now. <laughs> the good shit comes out at the wedding, man. <laughs> if you're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, pull it out, take a sip of this Johnny Walker Blue Label. This will be the one that we'll be sipping on today uh, during this episode as we uh, dive deep into topics by the Whiskey Hue. But uh, we'll give you an overview towards the end. And if you haven't had it already, you know, you get ready for a wild ride. So we, we will try to give you an overview at the end on how much we drink. <laughs> <laughs> smooth drink. Hey, all this is a smooth drink, man. I'll, yes. Cool. I'm good with it. 
all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, so so this week, uh, it's, a, it's an exciting week for me because this is episode 20. Uh, big two zero. Big two zero. We almost old enough to drink at the whiskey. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we depending uh, where you grew up, maybe you are old enough. <laughs> legally, say, legally drink. So yeah. one of the things I want to touch on is uh, we had a, a great episode, episode thirteen, where a tool. Uh, it was called a tool talks. If you haven't listened to that yet, I recommend you should- go back go back to it because he was pretty much ahead of his time talking about. Sometimes, sometimes he's ahead. He was ahead of his time at the point where we were talking about uh, the stock market versus the economy. Um, mm-hmm. And he kind of gives a high level overview of that, kind of what's going on in the marketplace. At that time, I think the market was going to shit. Uh, it was down about 30, 40%. And fast forward to episode 20, which is about eight to, what is about eight to, eight to 10 weeks later, we want to talk about. The, the castle is built on sand, which essentially yeah. means that the stock market is back, but the economy is still a bit. <laughs> so we want to spend some time talking about that today and uh, dive deep into our thoughts on why that's the case. You know, do we think it's going to last? And just provide some insights from the black <laughs> from the black and brown perspective and get our point of view. So uh, to kick it off, I'll bring in uh, uh, Dominance, I mean Atul. Uh. <laughs> you notice how every podcast now has that thing. The stock market is not the economy. You seen that on any ones that you listen to? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I said everywhere. That's why we're the number one podcast in the world, and everyone's still in our material. Every everybody's just like, oh, what's the whiskey you talking about this week? We got, we got, we got to do it. We got to get ahead of them. Nostal dramas. I like that. You only got one mic. I only. I love that track from. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. In episode thirteen, right? We talked about stock market, man, dog, leash. Right. We talked about that. Yes. Yeah, let's update that. Let's yes. update that for the layman. All right. So today let's update that in layman's terms. The stock market is like Kim Kardashian, baby. Oh, it looks great. It looks great from afar. It's curvy in all the right directions. But, 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 but you know that I know that you know that it's all artificial. Right. So the fiscal, I'm going to say this. The fiscal stimulus. The fiscal stimulus is like ass shots. Oh, God. <laughs> without it. The markets and Kim K would be flat as hell, right? So you take your pick. You take Jesus. Kim K, RDB, oh, right? <laughs> whatever you take, right? Without the fiscal stimulus, this market would be like Urkel. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like, right? So uh, just to set that up. All right, Clyde, back to you, man. <laughs> Clean up in aisle three, baby. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. So, so it's funny. It's funny. So, uh, so the, the the best part about it was the fact that. There are tons of people. There's an economist coming out talking about what the hell's going on. No one can make sense. It's not that it, no one can make sense of it. It's just like there are people who are divesting the stock market. You have to have capital. You have to have some kind of loose, looser cash. Yeah, there's no loan. to. You can get a loan and get cash to invest in the stock market, but there's no loan to invest into the stock market. So. I mean, you can do margin calls. It's not. Yeah, it's not you, smart, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but there's a different. There's a different kind of cash that you have to have readily available. So the people who can invest in the stock market are a smaller percentage on a regular sure. basis. So that's what separates it, right? That's why you see the difference. So the economy, forty million people could be unemployed, right? And and the stock market is still doing well because people who have cash can still invest 
and they're yeah. playing on a future, right? Like they're playing on a future. And, and there's a lot of economists talking about this, like no one makes sense. It doesn't, you know, they know there's going to be recovery, but it sure as hell isn't going to be V-shaped. Uh, but I, I think that's like the most layman terms kind of perspective. I, I know people who just like, you know, I don't invest, mostly invest in the stock market is through their 401k. Sure. Right. Well, we got to change that. So I want people to, because this is a great way to aggregate wealth. You can make some great cash right now, even playing the dips and up the rises, right? So uh, let's put it in historical context real quick. I know I did that last time, but let's do a real quick one, right? So let's, some past few contemporary sell-offs, right? Three of three times, the market fooled us, right? We were, And a lot of people got trapped in the market as it crashed a second time, which is coming soon. Just, you know, you know get your popcorn, baby. Like, what's it? What's it? Not Jerry Rice. Terry, Terrell Owens, right? Bam. Yeah. Get your popcorn ready. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, right? Um, 1987. The market retraced one third of his decline, right? What does that mean? It fell significantly and it came back up roughly 30% of his decline. And then it fell again to a new low. Same exact same thing happened in 2002. Um, at, you know, market retraced one third of its decline again, fell to a new low 2008 was a 24% retrace, right? So it came up a quarter of what it had lost and then it fell off again. So the speed of decline sometimes indicates when we'll rise back up. But here, here's the thing, man, you got to look at this, right? Um, we're burning right now. Everything's on fire. The economy's open up. There's been a lot of cash that's been sidelined. A lot of people have had their, you know, the stimulus checks, whatever, and there's been so we're saving at a better rate right now. And that's more yep. because money's being given to us. Right. And I think some people have changed their ideology around. Hey, we don't know what the future holds. Now, let's look at this and then let's, I'll give it back to you for a second. Where are all the business bankruptcies? That's going to lead a lot of this conversation. All right. Yeah. We touched upon real estate in an earlier episode. But let's do this real quick. So most landlords don't own the space that they're renting out to folks. Right. They finance that commercial space with a mortgage. So they owe money to a bank. Banks. They're the next rung above the landlord, right? Who's above the bank? Federal government, right? Mm -hmm. So in the U.S., it's the Fed, FDIC, and other regulators, right? Across the world, it's whatever. CFPB. So Yeah, exactly. So for a deal to be reached at the very bottom, so that's between the renter and the landlord, there has to be some forbearance at the top, which is exactly what's happening, right? Banks, Fed's basically saying, hey, pull out your regular. You, You can have less money on the books to the banks, you know, they're being much more lenient to them, mod- modify loans, whatever. So the renter right now should actually try to renegotiate their loan with their le- their le- their lease agreement with their lender because the lender can't replace you right now. It's not like they can kick you on the street. Unless, right? you're, the gap, unless you're the gap where they just don't pay their bills at all. Uh, I don't know if you recently saw that they decided not to pay their bills and they owe Simon Properties, which is one yeah. of the biggest U.S. mall owners, $65 million in rent. Uh, unpaid rent over the last first months. Say the first. They're just the first, right? That's going to happen across the board. So, you know, you you brought up a great point. So we should talk about chapter seven and chapter 11 real quick. Bankruptcy. All right. Preach. Preach. Um, So chapter seven, it means a complete liquidation. Gap's not going down that route. So you sell off everything, the company, the assets, you know, that's how things end up at like TJ Maxx or off six, whatever it is, right? They end up at other warehouse distribution channels. That's how it ends up there. Or you can file chapter 11, and this is a unique situation right now. You, ch- chapter 11, it basically allows you to rehab of sorts. It's rehabilitation. <laughs> allowing, you know, it, uh, allowing companies to restructure their debts, mm-hmm. write some of it down with the hope that they can alleviate some of what they owe, right? So they can continue operating. Now, what's happening now, though, the caveat is if they're filing for chapter 11, they can't have unpaid rent. 
as soon as they file, they have to pay backstop all that rent that they owed. So I think it's gap. Well, you said like what last three, four months they haven't been paying. Yep. They decided, you know, we're not going to pay our bills. What you, what you going to do with it? What you going to do to us? Can't kick so, us out. So here's the thing. If they want to restructure any of that, any of these loans and all the agreements they have with them, they have to pay all this loan, all the previous loans, right? To make them, to make it all whole up the chain now. But if a small biz hasn't been paying for six months and they can't pay it, they'd have to liquidate, which falls in line with chapter seven territory, um, which means they're going out of business forever right now. So the renters, what's happening is companies like Gap down to the small business owner, they're just stalling, right? So they can reassess their options because yeah. they're hoping a another stimulus or B government's giving some leeway for another six, eight months, 12 months, whatever it is. Back so to no, you, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, no. So that's a that's a great view because we are talking about the the stock market and the economy, and you know that's one of the reasons why you'll see people flush with cash because you'll honestly people are getting pumped up with stimulus dollars, but companies are not paying their bills, um, and then now you know companies are now starting to see the the re, the engine started back up for the stock for the uh, for the market the street, um, and you know. Companies like uh, Las Vegas, which opened up today. Yeah, uh, casinos, baby. Casinos, casinos are back. Uh, they're operating at 50% capacity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to take some time to take off. However, airlines are not flying or people are not buying flights. So, you know, they're going to have strict, restricted capacity. And over time, you'll see how the capacity will start to increase because uh, if you're starting off with 50% occupancy, and then you get more people to come in, lower rates, and then you know everything is pumped up. But you're still not back at the revenue that you were previously, and I, and that's going to be a common theme for restaurants, uh, hotels, you know, entertainment venues, Disney World, you know, et cetera. So you know everything is going to be propped up. That's why we you know we feel that the castle is built on sand because while the market is is pretty much what I think it's what. Between ten and twelve percent from his all-time high, which was in uh, no, man. even close, uh, even maybe it was like twenty-five thousand, right? Right, it dipped. It yeah, dipped so 20, it was about twenty-six. It fell off like forty-one percent, right? Late February or something like that. It crawled back, so we're like, we got eighty-five, ninety percent, ninety, ninety percent of that back, right? Yep, yep. So, and Athul, when Athul was like, you know, now is the time where wealth is being made. When it was down to eighteen thousand, uh, hopefully, he took our advice and bought up a little bit of everything. Um, you know, well, if, it, it, it's, go, it's going to drop again. So yeah, that, that's okay. exactly. So, that's so, so this is this is where I was going to say to because so today I think they're you know the the Trump administration is mulling over like another one trillion dollar stimulus, right? So the problem, you know, in, 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 in aggregate is not that they opened up, right? It's whether people feel comfortable enough of spending, right? To um, whether they have the cash to spend, right? So the catch is that the, the last stimulus didn't really hit small businesses, no. right? And those are the people who do who who have hired majority of these employees and most of the people who got laid off. So yeah. if they're not hiring, then those people don't have the money to spend. So it's a trickle, you know, it's a good old uh, reverse Reaganomics, right? Like it doesn't, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It, doesn't, it doesn't really work, right? So if people don't have money to spend, it doesn't make a difference if you open up or not. Yeah. Right. And if people don't feel comfortable enough to spend, it doesn't make a difference because we don't we still don't know. And we talked about it. I think we talk about this all the either either on a podcast or in our own discussions. We don't know what the next three to four months look like. And you and that's the catch. Right. And, and, and it's the scary part is. We don't know if this virus 
is going to have a second wave that is just as bad. That's oh, right. that's my thing that everyone forgot about, right? Yeah, like <laughs> like the virus can come back and, and and hit for a second wave at the beginning of multiple things, right? Yeah. Beginning of the school year on yeah. a, on a, on on a, from all levels because there's a lot of schools and I've, I don't know we've had this discussion where they just they're opening up and they're, they're putting their their you know their precautions in, but you're like ah dude. Yeah, we're going to have 10 kids in the class and you can't stop yeah. them from hanging out at night. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> but these schools need their money. Either way, there's a lot of things that this can pop up come September, come October. Um, and if you have free cash, like you said, it's a little, you know, you know, you're just waiting. waiting Talk for to that me. Talk to, to me. No, I'm scared. <laughs> no, no. I, I, th- I think I think you're right. Like if you got the cash to sit there and wait and see what a right opportunity. I don't, you know, they're, the tech guys, they're not dropping. Right. But there's other opportunities. They will drop. They'll drop. But are they, are they going to drop significantly? Right. Like to the point where they're manageable buys, depending on your cash flow. Let's put some money on it. I think 10%. Okay. So again, that's significant. Manage, that's manage, manageable buys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amazon dropping from $2,200 $2, a share to $1,900 is significant from a percentage perspective. But is it is it manageable for the common person to, per, to buy it? At. Man, that's what I hope this podcast does for people. We want to get you there, right? Um, let's, let's we got to talk about this. That's, that's another conversation. I know I keep let's do it, man. Let's, future let's, episodes after because you know what we we, we talk about future, one thing. Though. Talk about future episodes and we don't mark it down. Like, what are we going to talk about this week? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> then Clyde comes out. Let's talk about the same thing. One one scary thing that people aren't thinking about. So all these things are related, right? We just talked about the whole small business owner up to the government and the bank and the landlords, all that. Think about taxes, right? Oh, That's a huge thing. Yes. States that survive on property taxes may be okay right now, right? Because those payments are kind of happening for the most part. Cities like New York kind City. Of. Kind of. Sure. But not as bad as cities like New York City or tourist destinations. They thrive on hotel and all these other taxes. They're in trouble. Big trouble. And plus, we've taken the brunt of the hit, right? Because they here, congregation. States that thrive on sales and income tax. Mm. They've taken a hit. So this shit's all going to play in, right? We've, you know, by us having sales in our small businesses, we feed the government money so they can keep us whole. It's going to be a shitty situation. The white collar jobs, that's coming. Those cuts. Yep. It's going to happen. Because, because what's going to happen in that scenario, and I don't know if everyone's paying attention, a lot of these companies who are doing furloughs are are not going to hire back 100% of the employees. Not at all. And you're going to see a dramatic uh, decrease in people who are brought back um, you know, I think some estimates, you know, while we were at unemployment rate, uh, unemployed number around 42 to 44 million, the estimate is going to be like 14 million is what everyone's projecting. Uh, you know, once the market, you know, six to 12 months away, yeah, that people are not going to come back or not be hired back because a lot of these companies who are doing poorly, hanging on by a thread, like your J crew, um, and then other, you know, larger organizations who are figuring out ways that this is now the time to cut the fat get down to a manageable, you know, company size number, reduce the employees and have, you know, a, a soft landing versus doing massive layoffs when not everyone else is doing it. So that's going to be the one of the biggest pieces and why, while the market is looking good now, you know, everybody's on furlough. People are like, the economy is going to be uh, back in two years because ultimately when the stock market is showing results, it's projecting 18 to 24 months out. It's It's not what's happening now, but it's the projections. So what what people are going to be surprised about is like a lot of people are going to be out of work. 
Yeah. Ass shots. Bring it up. Top of the hour. <laughs> right here in the middle. I'm going to throw it in there. Ass shots. That's what we've been doing. If we don't get another Fed stimulus, this is what's going to happen, right? Um, it's artificially rising because it's free right now. But anyway, uh, one thing we didn't look at is so what's hitting a lot of businesses right now, too. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Ass shots? Uh, I'm just, just laughing at the ass shots. <laughs> I'm trying to make it, you know, accessible <laughs> to, to no, younger but, fellows. But you, know, but, you, but you know something? This is actually the way people need to hear finance. That's why I, I understood it. Economics, because people go, yes, it is an ass shot. It's an ass shot, man. <laughs> and then you find out your younger sister's not a billionaire anymore. Damn, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. So there's a pandemic, right? So we had that. Um, businesses just started opening up early June and then now you got the protesters and we have early curfews, right? This, all of this needs to happen. The pro, you know, protesters, they need to have their say, right? But this is all slowing down the opening up too. And then it's, you know, people of them, you talked about schools opening up the colleges, like these are 20 year old kids around 55, 60 year old professors. Where are they taking it? Just, we're going to have a second wave. It's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, it'll be less than the first wave. And now we're, we're a little bit more prepared. Uh, and, yeah, you know, a significant well, portion of the population. Yeah, go ahead. Well, my thing is, what well, some states are prepared, right? So, mm. like, you know, like when you when you get those, you know, your, you know, your Facebook posts, and and it's real clear that this country is like five different countries within, right? Like every true, every every portion of this country thinks a little differently, right? So, the, I think I think the Northeast portions of the West Coast and some of the Midwest who who did get hit will slowly start to prepare. Yeah, a little bit just for the second wave, and I do. And and some in the south, like I, I just I'm concerned that some people just want to get back to, you know, their economic growth, their financial well being, not knowing that there's a potential of this second wave. But you do got to move forward, right? You, regardless of the fact, you have to move forward, and move forward is is trying to get some kind of semblance of your financial freedom back. I guess I hate to use the word freedom in these contexts because. It just it's just like a play on Fox News, man. It's just <laughs> But either way, I, I You kinda I, I got agree. that handy hairstyle thing going on. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Your boy He's Tucker went off. He's on fire. Your boy Tucker went off though on uh Yes, I saw I saw that. I saw oh, Tucker Carson. Shit. Yeah, man. He he listen, there there's a point there's a point where you just gotta go, enough of the BS. Right. And but regardless, let's stay let's stay focused. Let's yeah. stay focused. Let's stay focused. <laughs> Good job, I'm like a bad kid in class. I'm just trying to derail everybody. <laughs> let's, let's, let's stay focused on the topic at hand. The economy versus well, I, I, I think there's a clear difference that people have to realize there's like there's the economy versus the financial the financial markets. Boom. And you know, go. And no, the US, you know, the US consumer has to be whole because we're two thirds of this economy. Right. We literally it's are two thirds. Yeah, it's a tie, man. Beyond the stock market. So we talk about uh, our personal saving rate have gone up. Right. It's 33 percent, usually around five to 10 percent. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty good. Um, March, it was 12.7. So I think those checks came in. April boosted up. May spending went up because of Mother's Day, Memorial Day. So spending went up a little bit. That helped a little bit spur everything. Right. We saw things opening up. Um, I expect Summer's not going to be amazing. You know, we, it, who knows? It could happen in August. It could happen second quarter earnings when that starts hitting. So that's going to happen July, end of July. It's just going to hit the fan again, but that's okay. You can just, ex- if you expect it and you part, you're playing it well, you're not going to get the, you're not going to be the one guy at the top, one lady at the bottom getting the best prices on everything or selling the best price. Being in the middle, know what you're doing and get in there, right? I'm, you talk about Amazon, man. 
I'll make it. So, I, okay, I'm just proud of that. I made 4K on Amazon shorting that shit. And I'm own it long going forward. I own a, I own some of it just moving forward long. I know they're going to be a, they're going to be dope for a while because they're yeah, doing some moves. I want to talk about what they're doing with podcast space because that's going to come up at some point because um, they're, they're going in. We didn't know and just found out today. Actually, I just heard that. Uh, but what um, I'm sure because, you know, it pops up to 25. I'm sorry. Yeah. $2,522 or something, whatever it is, $27. I'm like, man, it's not going to stay there. I short it. Short like a couple shares at a time. Boom. You pick up a couple K right there. <laughs> it's yeah, easy. Yeah. They're creating opportunities. It doesn't need to be there. It's a hot stock and it should be, but it doesn't need to be there. And it shouldn't move that quickly every day. I mean, it's I, not I, like I, it. No, no, what I think about Amazon is what, what you know, with the uh, launch of the SpaceX um, shuttle on Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. Shoot, um, yeah. And and thank you, you're welcome. Tell your kids you're welcome since I sent you the link and told yeah. you, you told your kids to watch. Okay, I'm all about educating kids. Okay, <laughs> that's true, man. He comes yeah. <laughs> But uh, but no. So what? So yeah. So what was what was cool when you look at it, like the whole SpaceX story, how they got here, and this is a 20 year game, right? Yeah. SpaceX took 20 years, but you got to remember Blue Origin, right? That's that's Jeff Bezos' dream. Yeah. He's and coming. He he has a different approach to it. And and he's coming. He's come. He he is coming. But he's coming with a lot more private partnerships, and he's getting a lot more people on board in a partnership aspect. That's going to make his his approach a to me a little bit larger, um, yeah. with a with a heavier hand, um, and 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 the true Amazon Jeff Bezos way. So I I I wait to see that, and you add that to the whole awesome. Amazon ecosystem. And that, and I think they're they're in a whole new whole new realm. Literally, we all win, uh, man. We all win. Do. He doesn't want to just deliver. He doesn't want to just get there to Mars. He wants to own no. that shit. Oh, Bezos. He just wants to own it, so <laughs> no. he can so he can deliver packages, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be charging you for air up there too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Amazon Prime your air, homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Here we go. Got off track yet again. Let's, let's focus. <laughs> you were talking about like economists, right? So they, whatever they're saying on screen, they all know this is all bullshit. They know all economists are the smartest, some of the smartest cast in the world, you know, scientists, you know, medical professionals, whatever. They know that this is all artificially propped up and they know that they expect a downturn. They just got to keep everyone coming to the TV channels to hear them speak, to read their articles. That's all it is. They know. They know it's coming down. Yeah, so that's the key. I, I think that's the. I think the the catch for me always has been, who do you listen to? You listen, yeah, like you know, you. I think it's 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 like it's like human nature. Like, and, and anybody who's who who's who learns and reads and reads past what they what they you know looks past what they read and kind of gets deeper yeah. into it. You got to take what the economists say, you know, almost to a grain of salt, just like the, the finance guys, and and you you got to you got to pull back the curtain on as much as you can, but. The economists look at it from a market perspective, right? Like what the, what the kind of most of the time, what the street is really going to do, how does it going to affect everybody? Finance, the market, you're like, yes, it's going to affect the street. It's going to affect, it's going to affect main street, but we're still worried about us. <laughs> we still got, we still got to make our money. This is the game though. This is the game, right? Yeah. Yep. That's the game. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I hope we can get our listeners up. Hey, none of us, this is advice that where we take our own. We're not going to tell you what to do because we can't. But I hope after listening to this and other articles and all that, you can get feel comfortable with the markets. It's a great way to aggregate wealth. Well, I think what what we're as you like to say through a fool that we we got to talk about 
stocks that people actually can afford to, the average Joe, as they like to say, can actually afford to buy into. Right. Right. So unless you have a couple thousand dollars, you know, whether you even if you have if you have three thousand dollars to invest. Right. Just this is, you know, depending on your perspective, that's not a lot. It be, could be a lot. What are some decent stocks? I think people have to be able to look at the entire picture a little differently, right? You know, people want to buy Apple. Maybe Apple's not, you know, not in your 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 financial purview to purchase. But what about the pieces that go into Apple? Or yeah, or, absolutely. Or all the all of those things. Even though Apple, that might be the wrong because the the chips and every chip companies are effing expensive too. But <laughs> <laughs> but there there are pieces that go into the larger company, and I think that's how people have to be. They eat, thank you. Yeah. They, they're like, they, that's how you have to approach it, right? And the financial institutions are still solid, right? I think, I, listen, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I've, I've invested in some, a lot of financial institutions. I think there's, that's a good play. So, Either way, so I'm not giving financial advice because I am far from that person, but. All right, I mean, Warren Buffett, come on. Damn. I wish. I'm going I wish. To- I wish I could go outside and someone, uh, my chauffeur picked me up <laughs> <laughs> or I picked up my Aston Martin, but that's not there. Not yet. Not yet. Just don't take a picture, honey. <laughs> don't share that picture. Damn. Anyway. No, so this is, this is great. This is great for us because, you know, a continuation from episode 13, to episode 20 to continue to watch this and just see where the market is taking us. I mean, you know, I, I like, like Athul mentioned and Anthony mentioned, I think in a couple of weeks, you know, hopefully the house doesn't come crashing down, but we feel that it's it's going it's going to you know slowly start to crumble. So that's some, one of the ones that we're going to watch and we're going to continue to keep an eye on the whiskey hue. And uh, you know, this has been a great and exciting time. Hold on, I think that I think I think I think this I think the economy right now uh, is built on uh is built on the beach with uh, wood pegs right now. So I think I think, I think, I think about to go down in South feel, Florida, right? Really, Hurricane City. <laughs> I feel, I feel real uncomfortable right now. No. Yeah. But you know what? Expect it. And that way it won't surprise you. It might surprise you. Hey, I thought it was going to go down 25. It's going to go down 32%. What? It going down. Significantly it's going to go down a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not a pessimistic view. It's just, Hey, this is how markets are. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the older you get, the more you realize that this is a every, yeah, every ten to twelve years. No nah, man, it's a good place to be, man. And Clyde's going to cut us <laughs> off. Clyde's, Clyde's cutting us off, right? Otherwise, he knows I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> uh, you know, Clyde, Clyde knows that Anthony is a fool or a fool, Anthony, whatever. Keep will keep on going. Keep on going. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the whiskey. <laughs> we uh we've been sipping on that blue label today as a celebration of love of love and life and everything else and you know one of the things i want to want to mention about the uh the blue label like i thought mentioned you know celebration of you know where you typically get at the big big events and weddings <laughs> typically have that weddings and uh <laughs> open bar style so don't purchase it a lot but today you know we wanted to get into it yeah. um you know for me it's it's a smooth one it's you know has a little smoky smoky uh flavor honey a little spice you know so that's you know that's why i like it uh, and it's and it's a real silky like finish when you when you're sipping it. So, you know that's one of the ones I wanted to, to tell. Silky, it's silky. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Key sweat. Key sweat. That's it. Start whining. I'm gonna start whining and singing to you at the same time. <laughs> hey, and I'm not dogging him. I love key sweat, man. Yeah. I, would, I would go. I would go with smooth. Yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I know that's how, yeah, I know that's how I do. I like to get into the details. Yeah, yeah. Clyde, Clyde, Clyde explains the whiskey on the episodes 
like like he is singing R and B songs sometimes. <laughs> he really does. Uh, <laughs> I'm over last, you, you remember last episode when we talked about the Glenn Living? I was like, you know, it's you know, a full gave me to get for my birthday. You know, it's like the cheapest model in his closet. So whatever, it tastes good. It, it, it tastes good though because I'm like three drinks in. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? I'm like the Oprah of this moment. Right? I, I supply the. You get a bottle. You get a bottle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we drank a lot of liquor here. <laughs> we drank a lot of liquor. You're at Clyde's place. Came from my came from my cabinet. <laughs> Listen, I, we're letting the whole world know. Had nothing more than better than the time we went to your house. Before that event, and oh, we yeah. took back, I think, in a matter of like four hours, maybe we were supposed hey. to start go to that event at one o'clock. We got to your house at eleven. <laughs> like, hey. we had to leave for four hours, and we took back about two and a half, three bottles. Yeah. We're like, hey, we probably get this event for a little bit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh man, good times. Right. That's what began. The all right, Clyde's, Clyde's cutting us off. Boom. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is the episode of Whiskey Hill. Thanks for joining us. We, uh, you can check us out at thewhiskeyhue.com. Oh, shit, you should know, man. You did it again. This is like, I ain't got shit to tell you. <laughs> I was like, man, shit, you didn't know, man. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> so we want to, we want to, uh, all right, all right, uh, engineer, you're going to fix this later. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? So, That's so let's start over. So, yeah, so now we want to get into the shit you should know. Um, so, Atul, let's, let's have you kick it off. I think you're ready. All right. He's got a list of 12 things, so Clyde gets me. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mention one. So David Holman, my buddy, Orchestrated Relationships Podcast. It's launching next week. Um, he had me on to speak about philanthropy, helping community, and music. We bond on that a lot. And I dropped a little uh, quote um, about some things uh, that, I, you know, uh, you know. remember that Shanae Lathan movie, Brown Sugar and Tay yeah, Diggs? You yeah, are the perfect yeah. birth over a tight beat. And that spoke to me then. 18, 20 years ago, and I dropped that in context with something. So check him out next week. I got a couple things. UIUC, my alma mater, man, uh, Urbana-Champaign, University of Illinois. Um, they had their alumni, and it was an incredible alumni man lineup. All right, so you're gonna. We talked about a bunch of these folks. So Dick Buckus from my Chicago Bears, Deron Williams, Ang Lee, uh, the founders of PayPal, Max Levin. They all came from my school. Uh, Larry Ellison came from my school. Co-founders of YouTube, founder of Tesla came from my school. Elon Musk was not the founder. He was a major first investor and then ended up kicking Martin Eberhard out. <laughs> He's wow. like, hey, man, I can run this better. So founder Tesla, Jack Welch, uh, Jerry Stoppelman. So like, you know, some 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 big cats. And then one last thing, I'm hanging with uh, Clyde's people tonight. Um, uh, Isaiah Thomas is uh, the Pistons little, little bad man. Boy, little man. Bad boys. So, I know, and it, he's dope, right? And he's doing a lot in the philanthropy. So I know his son Zeke through a philanthropic organization I belong to, and in a, and there's a session called "Taking Shots, Lessons, and Advocacy." So I'm so just like in pure Pistons Bulls fashion, I'm gonna listen for the first two minutes, then I'm gonna dominate the next six, and then I'm gonna walk <laughs> off early and not shake any goddamn hands. All right? <laughs> oh shit! All right, go ahead. No oh, shit! How do you come back from that one? Uh, who, who's follow up? I'll, I'll follow up and change the note because <laughs> what I what I had what I had is not as funny as that. Um, <laughs> based on what we started off the conversation about uh, uh, George Floyd, um, you know, talking about race. The one thing the uh, National Museum of African American History and Cultural um, Cultural Heritage released something called "Talking About Race." It's a web portal, so it's a portal that helps people explore issues of race and racism. And racial identity. So it's just on their site and you can kind of, you know, depending, no matter where you are, what race you are, you can kind of have these tools to help you have a discussion with whomever 
um, and help yourself um, if you're trying to have some level of understanding. Um, so these tools are there for everybody to kind of learn. So it's on their on their website. Talking about race, you said? Yes. Done. Wrote that down. Cool. I'll check that and out. And I will, you. you know what? And I will share it on the IG when we What's post up, this. Man? All right. Boom. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. I don't know how to do it, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Riley, ladies and gentlemen. You know? <laughs> oh. All right. So one, uh, I want to touch on something that's uh, very exciting. And I know Thule is not going to like this one because I want to talk about uh, SoftBank's new fund of $100 million for opportunity growth. Uh, it's a growth fund to invest in founders of color. This was just announced uh, yesterday of how the SoftBank is creating a new fund outside of their um, their main uh, vision fund where they're going to be investing in, in founders and they've, they've tapped some heavy hitters, specific, specifically people of color. So they have um, um, created a, a you know co-lead of the fund with uh, Paul Judge, who's the founder of TechSquare and Chip. And chairman of Pin Drop, and also a Morehouse alumni. I'll throw that in since you were lame enough. Your heavy hitters, uh, Stacy Brown, uh, Phil Pot mm. of Task Rabbit, and then uh, Sue. Uh, hopefully, I'm getting this name correct. Uh, Shu Nat- Natata um, is one of the, uh, the the co-leads of the fund. So I thought that was very cool, uh, especially in a time where uh, there's a lot going on to help you know equality and racial. Injustices. So, you know, my biggest uh, thing about the ways to help racial inequalities is through finance and capitalism, where I think you can make the biggest growth and equal, um, you know, generational gaps in wealth is one of the biggest ways. So, I thought this was very cool and shit, you should know, I should say, suggest everyone look it up. If you have a tech product or business or, be, or, or company that you're trying to create and you think it fit the model, I definitely recommend you Google it and figure out a way to get some of that funding to help grow your business. I like it. I like it. Economy, ass shots. Oh, all right. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is the whiskey. Follow us. This, follow us. This is the Whiskey Hue. You can follow us on uh, all platforms. You can rate us uh, five stars from the number one podcast in the world, of course. And then also you check us out on the whiskeyhue.com. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Peace.